Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Game clock down to 10. Shot clock at 7. Off the screen. Gets doubled. Feeds Curry. Left alone. Left sideline. Shot's good. It's a three and a foul. That brings the crowd to its feet here at Chase Center. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson. We'll bring you into the locker room and hear from Coach Kerr and the players, highlights from the game, and J.D. will take your calls. Warriors Wrap-Up starts now. Yes, it does. Right here on 95.7 The Game as the Warriors beat the Rockets tonight, 121-116. to That's right, a win for the first time since November the 6th. you got to go all the way back. Two weeks ago tonight, the last time the Warriors were victorious in any game, and the six-game losing streak comes to an end, as the Warriors also saw their five-game home losing streak come to an end. They were able to extend a winning streak. Sometimes it's just a matter of opponent, and I know the Rockets are a much improved club over the team they've been the last couple of years, but sometimes it's just that the opponent or that other jersey, and the Warriors just light up when they go at it against the Rockets and the Rockets obviously have not been a very good team the last few years but an improved version of what they've been this year but it doesn't matter the Warriors now have won 12 straight games against the Rockets they've won six straight at Chase Center against the Rockets as well and so you look at it and it any way you get it, uh, the Warriors tend to get to the free throw line a lot when they play Houston. They had some of their best three-point shooting games of the 2022-23 season against the Rockets, and they've had two of their best three-point shooting games of this season against the Rockets as well. Tonight going for 21 of 43 from three-point range, a season high for the Warriors, 21 three-pointers. Uh, Warriors 15-4 and four a year ago when they made 20 or more threes, but uh, they get the job done. Clay Thompson back at least for a night as Clay has had a pair of five three-point make games against the Rockets. And, and Clay Thompson, first 20-point game of the season as he was able to, to join the party with Stephen Curry going off for 32. The Warriors bench handled their business, outscoring the Rockets bench 35-27. to and a real nice job, I, I thought, all around. Chris Paul, the glue that, that held everything together, one of his best games as a Warrior in now 15 as he finishes up with 15 points and 12 assists and six rebounds and, and on the floor down the stretch, really just controlling everything for the Warriors as, as they prevail in this one. They led by as many as 14. It felt like it was always within about an 8 to, to 11 or 12-point range throughout the night the Warriors I think missed an opportunity in the third quarter to possibly turn it into a blowout with the Rockets in the second of a back-to-back in their third game in four nights but the Warriors unable to do it only outscoring Houston by one in the third but then they prevail uh, holding on in, in the fourth quarter never really in in doubt or too much drama but the Rockets did win the fourth quarter 35 to 29 so eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight Nine five seven nine five seven zero. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text here. Warriors wrap up a ninety five seven. The game is the Warriors finish the homestand one and five. Still not what you want, but it's better than the alternative. Given the way this thing has played out with the couple of losses to Minnesota, had a chance to get the second game against Minnesota. 
should have won the game Saturday night against Oklahoma City, and you know things would be looking a lot different if the Warriors were, were sitting at nine and six right now as opposed to seven and eight. But they're not because they you know, had to play a couple of games without Steph Curry. Draymond Green's been out, and they were unable to to hold on to the lead they had against. Oklahoma City, and they were unable to hold on to the lead they had against Minnesota, even playing shorthanded uh, as the Timberwolves rallied and, and won in the fourth quarter. So it's an uphill climb, but this is the first step out of, of that hole that the Warriors had started to dig. It's just figuring out a way to get a win any way you possibly can. And Clay Thompson got off to a superb start in this one. And again, it, it happens to be you know, Clay Thompson against the Rockets. I had some notes uh, earlier uh, that I had put on Twitter just as far as Clay Thompson's best games from a, a year ago. Again, something about the Rockets. Uh, a year ago tonight, Clay Thompson had a 10 of 13 game from three point range in Houston. The Warriors made 24 threes as a team. Then they made 25 threes as a team without Clay Thompson against the Rockets on December the 3rd. And then Clay had a 12 of 17 three-point shooting extravaganza against Houston on February the the 24th as the Warriors hit 26 of 54 in that game. And so you look at a couple of games for the Warriors, hit 18 in the first matchup with Clay going 5 of 10. They hit 21 in this matchup with Clay going 5 of 11. And you know the Rockets just don't defend uh, the the three ball well. Uh, at least these last couple of years, and at least they haven't against the Warriors. Uh, they really tried to do a physical job against Steph Curry, but Curry was able to to handle business, play through it, get to the free throw line. I think you know look at different ways where the Warriors won this game tonight. They really won it at the three point line, and they won it at the free throw line. 33 free throw attempts and Stephen Curry had 12 of the 33 knocked down 11 of 12 and you know that's a 13 point advantage. The Rockets only got to the line 19 times and made 15, so it was a 28-15 edge in free throws. The Warriors made eight more three-pointers, so you're in in that instance you're plus 24 on the scoreboard and then the bench did the trick again. The bench a, a plus 8 and this one led by Dario Saric. Moses Moody played some solid minutes. Jonathan Kaminga didn't score as much as, as he has in some other games, but I thought Kaminga was was active and impactful. Uh, at, you know, even in what amounted to just an, at, you know, 18 minutes tonight. So really nobody uh, for the Warriors was bad, it felt like, uh, in, in this game. Uh, tonight and and they needed a steadying type performance if they were going to beat anybody and and again nobody should be looking down at this point on the Rockets I mean the Rockets are six and six they lost their first three <coughs> excuse me and then won six and six in a row and now they've lost their last three to to dip back to to six and six but this is a a much different Rockets team than the ones that they've had these last couple of years. Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks. I know Warriors like seeing Dylan Brooks go up against him, but but those two vets have been, I think, steadying influences around Jalen Green and Jabari Smith and, and Alperin Sangoon. But uh, the Warriors, again, getting enough of just what they need in a lot of different ways to help themselves uh, earn this victory by a final of, of 121 to 116. So triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero as the Warriors now will hit the road on Wednesday as they'll go up against the Phoenix Suns and then right back at Chase on Friday against San Antonio in what will be an in season tournament game. Warriors still have a couple of those coming up against the Spurs and the Kings. But yeah, real real good game from Chris Paul tonight. And and look the question for me as far as Clay Thompson goes, uh, you know, as Chris Paul started to make his three-point shot, he was you know just a, a calming veteran influence. I I thought tonight uh, was Chris Paul in the the sense that you know, you're going up against this younger team, and you know, steady wins the race against a lot of these younger teams and teams that are you know up up and coming. So that Chris Paul was just solid in in every phase. Uh, there were times in the second quarter where 
uh, the, the game was just kind of hanging, and you know, beginning of the second quarter, the, you know, that group, a, a little bit of a bigger group with Chris Paul and Clay Thompson, Jonathan Kaminga, Dario Saric, Trace Jackson Davis, and and Chris Paul really, I thought, controlled that group well as the the Warriors had their their best quarter of the game in quarter number two, and that that group really, I thought, put uh, an imprint on the game. But yeah, some of the just highlights from this one as far as you know, great start for Clay Thompson, back and forth first quarter. Chris Paul subbed out, came back in, really, I thought, calmed things down, led them into that second quarter group that I mentioned where he was out there with Clay and, and Jonathan Kaminga and Saric and, and Trace Jackson Davis. And the Warriors were able to to then push up to a ten point lead at the break. Curry came back and had a little flurry there to get the Warriors to where they were up by double digits. And then the third quarter, Warriors push it out to 13. But it started to feel a little bit like Saturday night. A couple of turnovers, and Steve Kerr didn't just let it play out as he did on Saturday night. Took quick timeout, didn't want to repeat. Warriors couldn't blow it open, even though they had a chance to. Uh, but it, it was interesting with the Rockets playing their second in a couple of nights here, the back back and then three and, and four nights with a couple of those games in, in Los Angeles here uh, that the, the Warriors, uh, you thought they'd probably have enough to get this one done down the stretch, but uh, Steve Kerr wasn't messing around in this one either. Uh, Steph Curry started the fourth quarter and played the entire fourth quarter in this game, and the Warriors needed it. I mean, Kerr wanted to make sure that, that he was going to get this one uh, and, you know, Chris Paul was back in. I mean, a lot of guys coming back in right around that nine-minute mark. Uh, basically, Wiggins was back in with nine to go. Clay Thompson was back in with nine to go. Pajemski got a couple of minutes to spell Paul from the nine-minute mark to the to the six-minute mark. But this was the, the kind of game where you wanted to really make sure that you had that starting group and your, and your veterans out there uh, at the end to help make sure that you don't wind up in a situation like the Warriors found themselves in on Saturday night where all of a sudden they're they're back and forth for an entire quarter and you let a young team have some life and believe that that they can, you know, steal a game the the way the Thunder were able to do here on Saturday. So 888 A couple of text messages here on the Comcast Business Text Line. JD, it's been so long. I don't know how to respond to a Warriors win. Do, do we celebrate? Do we wonder if we're just dreaming? Yeah, two weeks is a long time. And, and I, I don't think anybody thought that this team was going to have that kind of a stretch in them, especially given the way that they started. I mean, six and two, two weeks ago tonight, you're thinking this thing is is going a very different direction for the Warriors, but they lose that game to Denver, and then they come home, and you're thinking six and three with the next six at home. You're thinking this is an opportunity to make hay, even if you are playing some some young, athletic, bigger teams, but it, it just didn't happen, and then you had the fracas with... Uh, the Timberwolves, and you got Draymond getting suspended for five games, and everything just got out of whack uh, on this homestand. It, it really, all told, is kind of a forgettable one for the Warriors where Steph Curry ends up hurt and missing a couple of games. But uh, you do what you can with what you have, and, and tonight that meant just trying to salvage a 1-5. and five. And if you're only going to win one, you might as well have it be the last one to at least try and provide some kind of spark and positive momentum as the Warriors go and, and look to play the, the Phoenix Suns, who are you know right there where the Warriors are. I mean, they've been shorthanded without Bradley Beal for a good chunk, without Devin Booker, but you look at where the Warriors are right now, uh, just a game off the pace of where the Suns are, game and a half off the pace of where the Lakers are, but as we've talked about so often over the weekend, you know, it's the Minnesotas and the OKCs and the Dallases and the and the Sacramentos of the world. Kings got beat tonight, bl- blown out by the Pelicans. Uh, they're funny. The the Kings six game winning streak ended here tonight on the night where the the Warriors six game losing streak came to an end. Both those streaks, uh, ironically enough, started on the same night back in uh, November the eighth. Uh, when the Warriors were losing to the Nuggets. But uh, it's those younger teams, I think, at this point that, that are the concern with the 7-8 and eight start 
for, for the Warriors. It's that those teams are maybe getting a little bit of a jump on you in the early part of, of the season. So, yeah, all in all, though, you take it and you move on and you head to Phoenix and you see if you can't somehow get that one. And then if you can get that one, you got some positive momentum with the Spurs coming in. But I think the one thing these last two weeks have, have shown everybody is this team, and not to go Zaza Pachulia, but nothing easy. I mean, nothing easy for this team and take nothing for granted. You know, everybody was feeling so good about the road wins and the opportunity for this team to get off to, to kind of a special start. And, you know, we're not in the business of having a rate wins. So I don't want to, you know, I was kind of walking down to the, the press conference room for a little bit before heading up to where I do the, the show. And there were a couple of fans that stopped me and said, you know, I thought they'd win by more tonight. And I, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you just got to get a win. And and I know Steve Kerr addressed that in his postgame press conference, just the simple fact that when you're in a losing streak, it seems like history's told him that you never are able to win easy, uh, no matter who your opponent is, no matter how the game looks like it might turn into a blowout. Sometimes you got to just hang on for one just to get one. And I think the Warriors were hoping they could do that against OKC the other night. Were unable to, but now tonight uh, they are able to get the job done in a game they led by as as many as fourteen. So eight at eight nine five seven ninety five seventy triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. It's John Dickinson here on Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven. The game as uh, Golden State wins it one twenty one to one sixteen, improving to seven and eight. The Rockets are now six and six. Interesting first twelve games for the Rockets. They lose their first three then they win six in a row and now they lose their next three to end up at six and six uh, on the young season but uh, going back to that text from the comcast business text line celebrate if you're a warriors fan tonight celebrate absolutely uh celebrate uh and another text message only eight turnovers but curry had four of them uh yeah i mean curry Curry's going to turn it over from time to time. I, I, the eight, I, I think, did tell the story. The Rockets, it told part of the story, along with some of these other things. The Rockets only had eight. There wasn't, wasn't a lot of ball pressure, really, e- either way in, in this game. But I think that lack of ball pressure, as much as they were clutching and grabbing and trying to throw Curry around and be real physical with, with Steph, and you know, there really was a, a trio of former Warrior enemies involved in, I think, the defense that the Rockets were trying to play against Steph. And it's Van Vliet from the Toronto days, and he was just a terror on the Warriors in that final series, especially once Golden State got shorthanded. Dylan Brooks of, of Memphis, who, again, scares nobody around these parts, but a dogged, physical, borderline dirty type, defender and so he's trying to be physical with the Warriors try to be physical with Steph Curry and then you get Ime Udoka who was coaching the Celtics in the finals and a big part of the Boston game plan was the clutching and grabbing two years ago uh, in the in the finals I guess a year and a half ago on the calendar uh, in the finals and trying to play that that physical rugged type defense against Steph so I, I'm not surprised that you look at the defense tonight and and what they were trying to do to to Curry and and look there Curry took a couple of spills you know I I think he's been such a big part of what the Warriors have have had to do he's been you know uh, he's always a huge part of it but he's had to be an even bigger part of it and I think that only puts the target on Curry for some of these other teams and he took a couple of spills tonight where you're thinking oh is he, is he all right I hope you know you hope he's all right but he he handled it well I thought the Warriors handled it well with the way they, you know, put the ball in Chris Paul's hands and kind of let the veteran presence and and patience take it over, especially with Curry having those turnovers. But yeah, the lack of ball pressure by the Rockets and really in this game overall, it, it allowed for a very comfortable game. And I think the Warriors are just very comfortable against the Rockets. They get shots they like, they knock them down. Clay looked, you know, looked like the Splash Brothers are back tonight with uh, you know Clay hitting five threes and Steph hitting five threes and and you know that first twenty point game just hopefully Clay can just for his sake and the Warriors' sake and the fans' sake shake it off 
Just, all right, you know, I'm really interested to see how he comes into the postgame press conference tonight when he, when he meets with the media because last year, Clay, after he would have a game like tonight, when he had been struggling, he'd come in and he'd be agitated, almost like, you know, looking out like he was angry because people had been critical or asked him about his struggles or doubted the fact that he would, you know, ever have a good game again, you know, as silly as that sounds. But but he brought a, a, a poor energy, uh, I think, in, into a lot of those post-game press conferences in the games where he had looked like his old self as he did uh, throughout the course of this one. So I think tonight, in, in a way, is a little bit of a test for Clay Thompson as to is he really on that path like he said he was going to be in the offseason and leading up to this season where he was going to be a little more zen and it was going to be a, you know a, a less angry and trying not to get frustrated and, and worry about everything else that, that's going on other than just helping this team win. Uh, I, I think it, it got out of hand quick. Uh, the the whole you know Clay is really struggling thing. I mean, I I, I thought for the most part, and I know a few people have have disagreed with me, but I I thought for the most part Clay was pretty solid up until this homestand. And you know, okay, great, he has a couple of bad shooting games against Cleveland and Minnesota. It happens. I didn't think it was really that big of a deal uh, in those first two, but then the ejection against. Minnesota and the Jaden McDaniels and everything jumps off and then he has a one for ten and then this thing just had I mean it spiraled uh, you know on on Clay and then he comes back and starts out hot against the Thunder but is really bad down the stretch and so Clay needed a bounce back game but more than anything Clay needs to to come out after this game and you know just just feel good about about what he did and 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 not. You know, and just kind of get on to the next, and 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 don't worry about what everybody was saying about whether he could or he couldn't, and all this. And we all knew Clay Thompson was going to have a good game eventually here, and he may even have a more spectacular one on the brink in in pretty short order. But you got to keep the vibes high and the and the mentality right, and you know, it's it's can you build on it? If you're Clay Thompson, it's not. It's not. Can you have you know one of these games, you know, or two of these games every every so often? It's it's. Can you really build on it, and can you you know be steady? Because I do think through the first nine games, Clay Thompson was steady, uh, and you know it it just everything just kind of broke loose the first couple of games on the homestand, and I think it kind of snowballed on him a little bit. So steady Clay is important and I agree with this text from the 510 Clay's been solid with his decision making yeah the Minnesota ejection was not the norm and didn't define what he's able to do this year no I, I, I agree with that but it did turn two bad games basically into five bad games and so you know rather than just staying calm and you know maybe snapping out of this thing a few games ago and, and again the Rockets are not Minnesota defensively or or Cleveland and so you know being a lot more comfortable I think is is just it, it's on point uh, as far as you know it, it's just easier to do but yeah I agree with that over overarching point I, I really do I, I think Clay's decision making and shot selection and everything had been fine and I thought it was even fine through the Cleveland and first Minnesota game and and obviously shot selection wasn't the issue in the second Minnesota game because he was thrown out in the first two minutes. So it it really didn't, in my mind, get away from him until these last couple of games. Uh, you know, the the second OKC game with the one of ten, and then the, the some of the shots down the stretch in the game. So so I, I don't think things have necessarily been nearly as dire as has been discussed. With respect to Clay Thompson, top to bottom, when you when you look at this season, and you know, again, it's been well chronicled. He's he's a slow starter. He's a slow starter, and then he explodes. And and again, I in, in a good way. And so, if tonight's the thing that can get Clay Thompson going and get on a run where he has 
a historic month or six-week period, kind of like he did last year, a little bit later in the year, December, January, really January was the big one, then the Warriors will take it. And I think there was a little bit, at least for one night, of things coming back to the to the mean in a positive way with Clay knocking down shots the way he has. I saw a note that, that Chris Paul is 17 of his last 32 from three-point range after the, the dreadful start that, that he had had. And so, you know, if, if Clay is playing like he did tonight, the Warriors are going to win a lot of games. And, and again, it what didn't take a 30 or a 35. It only took uh, a 20 on, on 5 of 11, a 3, and, and, and 7 of 16 uh, overall. So 888-957-9570, Warriors wrap up. Here on 95.7, the game, Warriors get the job done, 121 to 116. Uh, we'll go ahead and pause here quickly, and uh, we hope to hear a little bit from Steve Kerr, potentially. We're going to get your extending the three-point line, three-pointer of the game. We'll also uh, get uh, your hardest worker of the game as well uh, for this one as the Warriors beat the Rockets 121 to 116 right here. Not- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 5-7 the game. Two-hand toss up top to Paul. Curry comes off a screen by Sharic. Catches, shoots, and rattles home. A triple on the near sideline. Wow. Ridiculous three by Curry. 113 to 101. My goodness. 10-point quarter for Curry. 26-point night. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, Stephen Curry there, one of his five threes as Steph kept his string of making at least four three-pointers in every game that he's played alive. Uh, That's 13 for 13 in the games that Stephen Curry has played making four or more three-pointers. And how about this one? Saw this one from StatMuse. Curry averaging five and a half threes per game this season, the most in NBA history. So, yeah, he's he's on one right now, he's, and he's got a shot if he plays enough games to maybe hit 400 uh, for the first time since he did going back to, to 2016. But we'll see a lot of that. I, I think really if you look at the the level that he's playing at right now, uh, you know, you you got to you, you got to play enough games to be able to do it, and that's you know that becomes the the key. Uh, but I mean, at this point, what, the maximum he can play is is 80, and he's averaging five and a half. So that's, what, 440 three-pointer pace. So he's he could miss, you know, what, maybe eight games, something like that, seven or eight games, uh, the, the, the more, and, and he'd be right along that range. I'm trying to do the math on the fly, so don't, you know, all the math majors out there can say I'm off by a little bit. But, look, five and a half three-pointers, uh, that's – that's spectacular, and and so he's been that good to this point uh, this season, and the Warriors have needed him to be and needed him to be uh, tonight as well. All right, we'll get to our extending the three-point line, three-pointer of the game. We'll get to our hardest-working player of the game as well as the Warriors win tonight, 121-116. to 116. First 
uh, home win since November 1st when they beat Sacramento uh, in this building. And, yeah, the Warriors are living in some kind of alternate universe, I think, compared to, to where they were a year ago where they couldn't win on the road but were winning basically every game at home. And it's been the opposite to this point uh, as we sit here now, what, four weeks into the NBA season. Jonathan uh, joins us here at 888-957-9570. Jonathan, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up tonight here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, J.D. Uh, it's been a long time. Uh, first game first game of the season, and I couldn't have picked a better one. Uh, I just want to say uh, great team effort. Steph, Steph was but I was really impressed with Clay. Uh, if not for Steph, you know, going off for 32, uh, this was probably his best game to date, and I saw a lot of improvement from him, especially when he got hot early. Uh, I, I liked what I saw from Chris Paul. I'd like to see a little more, but overall, uh, he's been a nice addition, and just they finally got a, a full game together. If not for that, you know, little slip in the fourth where the Rockets made it interesting uh, it easily could have been a blowout. Uh, so this was a phenomenal performance. This is my 10th lifetime win at Chase Center. I'm 10-3 and three, uh, and 1-0 to start the season. Uh, so a uh, great way to welcome me back, especially because I got the Celtics on tap next, and I know that's going to be a challenge in my Miami. Not that far away on the horizon. I got a two-game losing streak there against the Warriors. So, uh, but it's it's great to be back. It's it's uh, uh, I've been watching the games uh, and getting frustrated like everybody. So nice nice way to open the year and see him finally end that losing streak. But great super. Yeah, much needed. And thanks, Jonathan. Appreciate you, you checking in. And uh, the Warriors need to figure out a way to get Jonathan to more games. If, if, I mean, if he's got a ten and three, he'll take ten and three. Uh, just just extrapolate that out over. The course of the rest of the season, the Warriors will be just fine. <laughs> Got to get get him on some road trips too, uh, to boot. Five one zero on the Comcast Business Text Line. It's not impressive that Curry's hitting five threes a game. Well, actually, it's actually yes, it is. Like I don't care what your percentage is, even if he was thirty three percent. Uh, but yes, what it what is impressive is the fact that he's doing it at a forty four percent clip. No, no question. Uh, there really isn't anything that Steph Curry does right now that that isn't uh, impressive, except maybe occasionally the turnovers. Uh, we did have somebody that that chimed in about that, and for the eight tonight for Curry uh, as well. But look, he's done everything he possibly can to help keep this team right there in the mix and 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 where they need to be. Six five zero on the. Comcast Business Text Line. JD, weren't weren't you the one who said the bad outweigh the good with Clay? No. I, what I said was, and I appreciate you for you know basically spamming the text line with that multiple times. Thank you. I'll address it. Uh, no. What what I said was the bad games are absolute killers. When when you know the bad games. Some of them are so bad that the Warriors can't win because they're that bad. It's not necessarily the bad outweigh the good. It you know last year I thought at times that was the case. Um, I thought by the end of the season there were more good than bad. But but at this point last season the bad games outweighed the good. I, I think it's been uh, you know I think he's had I think he's really had maybe three really bad games to this point. I think he's had two or three good games, and I think the others have been, for the most part, in the in the steady range to this point. But no, I've, I've said this, and I'll, I'll reiterate it. I mean, you look at Clay Thompson's overall numbers, which he's pointed out last season, the 300 threes and leading the league and doing it at the 41.5% clip. His overall numbers were fine. It was it was how he got to those numbers that was problematic. It was it was not steady. It was a lot of really hot nights, and that would help. And it was a lot of really cold nights. And and the one thing that I've said was if he was a little more steady, consistent, you know, conscientious about the shot selection on the nights where he was colder to keep the ball moving that the Warriors could still win a lot of those games when he did that and I think the Warriors were doing that when they were six and two six and three to begin the season 
and and you know I didn't make too much of the five of sixteens like I was you know talking about in the last segment. He had a, the pair of five of sixteens going back to that eleventh and twelfth weekend, and it was like so what you know I, all right he's not having a great start to the year hadn't scored twenty points at that point but but I don't think he had been terrible by any stretch, and then it snowballed with the whole Jaden McDaniel's back and forth and tugging on the jersey and getting ejected and then, you know, chases that, like I said, with a 1 of 10 and a, you know, the, the 1 of 10 against OKC kills you. You know, and you maybe you're not going to win that game anyway because you didn't have Steph Curry. You know, the shots that he took down the stretch against the Thunder on Saturday night kill you. You know, and he got off to a really good start in that game and then missed, what, his last six shots and took some bad ones. So, no, uh, it, I, I have not said that the bad outweigh the good. What I have said is a more steady Clay Thompson in terms of how he gets his numbers. It's not just look up at the end of the year and, and look at the overall numbers. I think for the most part that would be true normally, but – it, it it was just distinct. If you watched all the games, it was you know it was a lot of either he was out of this world ten of thirteen, or he'd be one for nine. And you know, yeah, you add it up at the end, and you know it the numbers look good. You know, he's not wrong to to point that out as as adamantly as as he did, especially coming off of the couple years of of injuries. But again, it's not just about the numbers; it's about are you helping. Uh, a team win, and again, uh, to make myself clear, I do think Clay Thompson was helping this team win for the most part up until really the game that he got ejected in uh, against Minnesota this this past week. So, eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Happy to be able to clarify that here on ninety five seven. The game five one zero says, uh, yeah, it was exactly a year ago today. The Warriors got their first road win ironically, against Houston. Well, they don't lose to Houston. They don't lose to this version of the Rockets. Now, 12 or two in a row this year, they don't lose to any version of the Rockets since before the pandemic. The Warriors are 12-0 since the pandemic against the Rockets. And whether it was the play-in tournament team from a couple of years back, whether it was the title team from, from two years ago or, or this team so far this season, the Warriors have owned all these different iterations of the Rockets in addition to, of course, going back uh, years ago to all the playoff meetings and, and the Warriors getting the upper hand against the much, much different and, and more talented Rockets teams of James Harden and, and at times Chris Paul uh, of of the past there. So 888-957-9570. Uh, let's go ahead and get to our extending the three-point line, three-pointer of the night. Chris Paul quickly to Thompson, pump fake, fires a three, it's up and good. He had a pump fake, he almost left his feet. He was up on a tippy toe on the left foot. That was the one for me tonight where I was like, all right, it doesn't matter, he's hot. He's hot tonight. It's not, he just, he's, because so often you see, you know, a player will do that and then it throws him out of rhythm. And when Clay's on, it doesn't even matter. Clay, Clay can shoot him. In any in any form, <laughs> catch and shoot, fake, off the dribble, running around a million screens. When he's on, he does it uh, every which way. And that was one of five Clay Thompson three-pointers in this one. You're extending the three-point line, three-pointer of the night. It's brought to you by West Coast Men's Health, successfully treating men for ED and chronic pain. Visit West Coast Men's Health. Uh, dot com for more details. A final couple of minutes here. Warriors wrap up on 95.7 the game. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570 as the Warriors get the win over the Rockets. 121-116. to uh, And the Warriors will be back in action in Phoenix. Uh, some of the highlights from uh, Clay Thompson's post-game press conference. He, he did have a he did have the paper airplane back out tonight. He he said, I think it was the Cleveland game, he said that his performance was not worthy of making a paper airplane in that game. Uh, thought that was kind of funny. Uh, some highlights. Clay said he watched the Redeem Team documentary last night, uh, and he was talking about Chris Paul getting, uh, as one of the youngsters on that team, basically getting getting hazed by the, the guys that had, had been around for, for longer than than he had been. Uh, so some some fun stuff there. 
Uh, and again, you got Steph backing up Clay, of course. I mean, those two, you know, it's ride or die for those two with, with Draymond Green as, as well. I mean, this team doubled down on the big three. And I know at times it's been frustrating for, for Warrior fans. And, you know, there was a some hinting at, at needing to retool or, or refine the, the Warriors rotation from Steve Kerr in the pregame press conference. But, you know, love it or hate it, you know this this team is is willing to ride it out with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green this season, and I I, I mean, why not? Uh, you know they were disappointed with the way last year played out. They feel like there's a better connected team this year, so you might as well give yourself some semblance of a chance, assuming that everybody can be healthy enough to to work through the ups and downs of a normal season and. And try and put yourself in a in a good enough position to where you can can make that run. Like I, but there's going to be ups and downs. I mean, that's the only thing. Like you know, tonight does not mean everything is fixed. Uh, just in the same vein that that the losing streak didn't mean that that everything was was necessarily completely broken. So uh, some notes to get to before we get to uh, our hardest worker of the game. Tonight, we talked about all the streaks, the Warriors ending the six-game losing streak and the five-game home losing streak. They've won 12 in a row now against the Rockets, and uh, they've won six in a row now, half of those games at Chase Center against the Rockets as well. Uh, The Warriors' 2-0 season series lead. One more meeting in Houston on April 4th, although the Warriors could end up playing the Rockets uh, as part of the in-season tournament, there could be a one of the games. If you don't make the final eight, you get kicked to somebody that you only play three times. Uh, so the Warriors could wind up playing the Rockets one more time here in a couple of weeks uh, if both teams don't make the, the the in-season tournament round of eight. Now there's a group of teams it could be. It's not like it's it's automatically Houston. I don't mean to intimate that, but they are any of the teams that you only play three. Uh, out of the the schedule that is known to this point can wind up playing each other a fourth time if those teams don't wind up making the the round of eight in the play-in tournament or the in the in-season tournament I keep saying play-in tournament the in-season tournament which is going to begin here in a in a couple of weeks the the bracket portion of that tournament I think it starts two weeks from tonight season low eight turnovers for the Warriors in this one season high 21 three-pointers made for the Warriors uh, in this one as well as uh, the Warriors again 15 and 4 last year when they made at least 23 pointers Warriors reserves again win the battle of the benches as they get that done for the 14th time in in 15 games 35-27 tonight so not the significant uh, as significant a margin as they'd averaged uh, about 13 points per game average uh, and again the only time the Warriors did not have their bench outscored the opponent's bench was the Thursday game, the first of the two against Oklahoma City. And, uh, yeah, the Warriors uh, with the 21 three-pointers, that uh, is the most they've made this year. 18 had been the prior high against the Rockets uh, in Houston on October the 29th and then at Oklahoma City in the one 41 to 139 Warrior victory uh, in in that one. Uh, going back to November the third, the other times the Warriors made 18 threes, and this is the first time this season uh, the the Warriors. Oh, actually, nope. That was not the right note. That was not the right note. I was gonna have. I had a Steph Curry note uh, there, but that was not the right. That note was incorrect. So we'll move on from that. Uh, All right, let's get to our hardest worker of the game for tonight, brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. If you're looking for a career in law enforcement, you can learn more about job opportunities at joinacso.com. That's joinacso.com for more details. And our hardest worker tonight is going to be Chris Paul. 34 minutes for CP3. Uh, I know he was talking in the post-game press conference about he he thinks the Warriors are are, are fine at this point. Even at, at seven and eight, they're coming along, maybe ready to get on a run at some point. But uh, the steadying influence of Chris Paul tonight 
with the 15 points and the 12 assists and the six rebounds and look up and, oh, one turnover. Chris Paul had a turnover. Anytime Chris Paul has a turnover, you're thinking, uh, like, what happened? Chris Paul had a turnover uh, because, for the most part, he has not turned the basketball over hardly at all. Three of five from three, though. That's what's coming around. Uh, and 17 in the last 32 from Chris Paul. But, yeah, in a night where Clay Thompson got to 20 and Steph Curry got his 32 and the bench did their thing led by Saric, I thought uh, Chris Paul was the glue really for the Warriors in this game that that held it all together. And, and with a young team that's more veteran than they used to be, but a young team – in the Rockets, uh, you look at them, the, the veteran presence and the veteran play, uh, I think, helps. Uh, you know, Having guys like those OGs help against uh, teams that are, for the most part, I think, still trying to figure out how to win and, and win together consistently. Uh, 888-957-9570. Uh, a couple more here on the text line. Uh, 510, the real reason. Why Clay did well tonight is because Kendrick Perkins started his Warriors hate again. <laughs> Warrior fans are always are always keeping score of that. Uh, another one from the five one zero. Wiggins and Clay are trending upward. The key is for GP two and Draymond Green to return for the defense to be solidified again. Uh, amen to that. I think that's spot on. Uh, tonight did look like Warriors basketball. The two one three chiming in there. Uh, so we appreciate that as we take them from all over here on, on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 the game. But, uh, yeah, Wiggins and Clay, Saturday for Wiggins, tonight for Clay, and, you know, now you go to Phoenix and, and maybe you get GP2 back. Steve Kerr did say before the game that, that Gary Payton II has a chance to play in that one. So it sounds like he's more day-to-day at this point than than a week or so away. And so I think that's a, a good sign. That's a good sign. Um, and, you know, it, get him back, get Draymond back a couple of games later in, in Sacramento and, and the Warriors, I, I thought, had a pretty solid defensive identity at the at the beginning uh, of the year. It, it got out of whack some on this homestand, and I think a big part of that is the fact that they're without their two best defenders. So looking around the league here in the final minute or two, uh, we see the Warriors got the win, 121-116. to 116, And uh, just some other games of note in the Western Conference. Uh, the Clippers blew out San Antonio. San Antonio's really struggling. Uh, got off to a decent start the first couple of games, and then they just can't defend at all. They've lost nine in a row. Yeah, they were 3-2, and two, and now they are 3-11. and 11. Uh, now a Western Conference worst three and eleven are the San Antonio Spurs and losers of nine in a row, as uh, the Clippers were in need of a win and the Clippers went and, and got a win, uh, so they are now five and seven on the season. That game was in San Antonio. Uh, the Pelicans blew out Sacramento. Kings have been playing excellent. To mention the fact the Kings' winning streak started the same night as the Warriors' losing streak, and the Kings' winning streak comes to an end on the same night that the Warriors' losing streak comes to an end. Pelicans wallop Sacramento 129 to 93. So the Pelicans now are seven and seven. The Kings dip to eight and five on the season. And uh, yeah, that was the first time tonight somebody other than the Warriors or the Rockets had beaten Sacramento. The Warriors had beaten the Kings twice, and the Rockets had beaten the Kings twice, and the Kings were 8-0 against everybody else. So the Pelicans get uh, a piece of that action in beating Sacramento. Tonight, Minnesota kept things rolling as they beat uh, the Knicks 117-110 to 110 at Target Center, and the Timberwolves are 10-3 and now to lead the Western Conference. They jump ahead of Denver. Denver got a road win at Detroit, 107-103. Michael Malone ejected in that game early uh, on in that one. So Denver, uh, without Jamal Murray, they're kind of just hanging around and holding their own at 10-4. At Oklahoma City's right up there. Dallas now at 9-5. All right, that'll do it. Uh, thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios. Thanks to the callers and the texters. I'm John Dickinson as uh, the Warriors uh, get the win tonight, 121-116. to 116. I will talk to you tomorrow, actually, right here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, as I'll be on 2-6, to six, uh, filling in for Mark Willard with Dan Dibley. 
Uh, so uh, check that out. Steve Kerr's going to join us as well tomorrow uh, in the 5 o'clock hour. So always look forward to that. It's a tremendous conversation with Willard and Dibbs, and I'll be sitting in for Willard with Dibbs tomorrow. So keep it locked here at 95.7 The Game from 2 to 6. Looking forward to that. And then I'll be back with Warriors Live on Wednesday as the Warriors and the Suns. That's a 6 o'clock Warriors Live, 7 o'clock tip, night before Thanksgiving, Warriors and the Suns in the Valley before we all uh, take the Thanksgiving day holiday off and come back for the Warriors and the Spurs next up in this building on Friday night. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll talk to you Wednesday. Warriors win it tonight. Six-game losing streak is history, 121 to 116. And you heard it all right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 